Thanks for tuning into Reach Radio, a podcast for public health professionals looking to expand their network, be inspired, and discover resources and tools that help improve the experience of public health professionals and patients in their communities. I'm your host, Fran. Hi, everyone, and welcome to Reach Radio. I am so honored to be able to introduce you to Amit Sawant, who is the Chief Business Development Officer for Somatics, an organization that's focused on artificial intelligence and remote patient monitoring. His organization is busy helping to make sure that older adults stay safe by levering technology to gain insights that help in prevention as well as in the management of chronic diseases. Amit, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you, Fran. Great to be here. We're excited to be able to meet with you today and can't wait to hear about the amazing work that you're doing. So why don't we go ahead and get started? Tell us a little bit about your organization. Yeah, so I work at a company called Somatics. It's a big data analytics software company in the health tech space, a provider of uh, wearable-enabled, AI-powered remote patient monitoring solutions for healthcare providers. So Somatics basically takes the activity tracker from an athletic option to a clinical imperative. So, and our customers are elderly nursing homes, hospitals, health insurance companies, and clinics. So it's a cost-driven platform where, uh, that, that uses patented gesture-based detection technology, machine learning algorithms, and advanced analytics to analyze users' activities, the parameters, and related events remotely and passively in real time. So the critical aspect is the passive part of it. There is, there is no real intervention needed from the patients or from the customers. So then this data delivers important clinical insights to healthcare providers, helping them maintain continuous contact with and improve the well-being of those under their care. So the name of the platform is called uh, Safe Being. And based on our early realization that precision tracking of body motion and specifically hand gestures is the key to determining, sorting through, and comprehending lifestyle indicators that can impact a person's physical and emotional state. So, you know, like, how do you go about doing this? How does all this work? So we utilize sensors that are built into a range of wearable devices, such as your smart bands, smart watches, so with this, Somatics platform can identify whether a person is eating, drinking, smoking, taking medication, and more. And then the platform ultimately employs a cloud-based adaptive technology, big data analytics, and behavior modification-based machine learning algorithms. So basically, we collect about half a million data points per person per day that are analyzed in real time that we use to correlate and generate clinical insights that create predictive analytics that provide clinicians to assist them in gauging the well-being of an elderly patient. So that, that sort of, in a nutshell, is uh, what uh, the Safe Being platform developed by Somatics does. So that's really fascinating. I want to, uh, there's a lot that you have just shared with us. And then I want to sort of break that down, if you don't mind, just a little bit. Sure. So on the front end, you had mentioned wearable devices. Now, are you a manufacturer of wearable devices or do you integrate the data coming off of those biometric devices into your platform? Yeah, great question. Focus? Like we do both, you know, like our focus is mainly on the software side. So we are a software company. 
But then we realized that uh, the smart bands, the smart watches that are available out in the market, the battery life of uh, them is, you know, like hardly maybe one or two days. And so annoying, really right? By the time you've put that thing on and start to get used yeah, to using exactly. it, it's already out. And then you put it down to charge and you never put it back on again, right? Right. And exactly, exactly. <laughs> and sort of the use cases that we are going after is, uh, you know, like the senior patient, the elderly people. Yeah. And um, they're not that uh, tech savvy. So, and, and, and we don't want to burden them by having to recharge they're they are smart bands every day. So so basically, we went ahead and we built a purpose-built smart band, which can be cost-effective and absolutely simple to use, where it just has one emergency button. And it has all of the built-in sensors, like the accelerometers, the gyrometers, that collect all of the data. And we process that data in real time. So even if, let's say, if you're not connected to the network, we can collect uh, data worth a day, a complete day, that is the 500,000 data points per person per day. We can process that. We can store it in our device itself. So that's sort of an added advantage, if you will, in terms of additional battery life and the accuracy of the data that we provide with our smart bands. But our software works on any of the commercially available smart bands and smart watches as well. I see. That makes total sense. And now let's move on a little bit to like the platform side of it. Now, is it data that's just going straight back to providers and institutions? Or are you sharing data with the individuals themselves who are using your system? Yeah, sure, sure. Yeah, So let me unpack what this uh, SafePing platform is all about and what are the various components within that. So basically, there are four components. One is, you know, obviously the smart band, whether through somatics, or any of the commercially available smart bands. Then the other is the caretaker app on your smartphone or smart devices. Then that uh, the clinicians or the nursing facilities, whoever is taking care of these elderly patients, they can access that and they can be on the go with their smartphones. So that caretaker app. Then the third is the user app. That is the user himself or herself can track their activities of uh, daily living, can measure, you know, have, have a sense of what's happening by themselves as well. And then there's the caregiver dashboard, which provides more rich and robust data on a web platform. So you can go on your computer, that is the caretakers, whether the clinicians or the folks who are taking care of the patients, they can go online on web and get a feel for all of the data that is being collected by the safety platform. And yeah, so these, these are sort of all of the data points that get collected. Then all of these clinicians and the caretakers, they get insights, alerts, reminders, and you know, like all of these insights that really help them to take care of their patients. That sounds really fascinating. A lot of data you know, what you're describing is a lot of data. So this is where the AI element of your environment, of your platform is so critical, right? To get through the noise and really be able to tell the story of what's going on. Can you share a little bit more about that for us? Yeah, yeah, sure. So sort of the way to look at remote patient monitoring, you know, RPM is about uh, continuous 24 by 7 monitoring instead of, you know, like, sort of episodic measurements of uh, uh, data. And uh, what this continuous monitoring enables you to do is not just be reactive in terms of, okay, if, if a patient fell or something, and then you go and take care of the patient. But uh, are there, you know, like since we are collecting 
data in a continuous fashion. So we, we are able to correlate various aspects of the data that we collect. Now, for example, the risk of fall. So we can, we can take a look at uh, the data as to um, what was the average sleep time during the day that the patient had. Did the patient wake up multiple times at night? And, you know, especially if it's dark at night, there is that uh, risk of fall, right? So by monitoring their vitals throughout uh, the prior days, we can, the machine learning algorithms really create a baseline for that particular patient. And then we are able to identify irregularities in those patterns and thereby are able to detect whether there is a risk of fall for this patient or not. And then we alert the clinicians or the caretakers so that they can proactively go and take care of the patients rather than before an episode of fall happens. Very nice. Now, what about, you know, we talked a bit about the individual, right? And about the providers. What about the caregivers, the personal caregivers or those who, I know you mentioned a lot of the individuals you're working with are inside of post-acute care facilities, nursing, skilled nursing facilities, long-term care facilities, but their person, you know, their family and personal caregivers, how are they able to also gain from the platform that you've created? Absolutely, absolutely. You know, in fact, now more than ever, you know, like patients are depending on healthcare systems to keep them healthy. So the COVID-19 pandemic has led to massive staff shortages and the quarantine protocols that have left many patients both at home and even in the care facilities without the care they need. So this platform, so the remote patient monitoring platform that Somatics has developed uh, not only allows the, the caregivers to not just uh, go and interact the patient on a daily basis or with that frequency. So just by monitoring that data 24 by 7, you know, like you can, you can provide more value, not only to the patients, but this data can also be provided to the family members. So let's say, you know, like, uh, yeah, because of, you know, like the pandemic, uh, you know, like people aren't able to meet their family members. And if somebody is in the healthcare facility and you just want to monitor and get a feel for how your family member is doing. So you can have this app whereby you can just, just monitor whether, you know, like the elderly family member that is being uh, taken care of, are they sort of being dehydrated? Have they slept? Uh, you know, like what are the number of steps? Are they sleeping? So we also measure the quality of the sleep, not just the quantity of the sleep, but also the quality of the sleep. So we use this you know, like Pittsburgh sleep index, which, which measures the quality of sleep from zero to 100. And then you can monitor all of these things. So you can collect so many data points and then we can pick and choose as to what are the data points that we can provide to the family members as well. And that gives the family members the peace of mind that your family member with uh, the nursing facilities are being taken care of. So yeah. I, th- I think the use of the platform has really accelerated even, even because of the quarantine protocols in uh, today's environment with the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So what do you guys see as some of the biggest challenges within this area? Yeah, sure. So some of the challenges that we see are from a cybersecurity ransomware perspective. You know, healthcare has in general been slow to adopt new technology, but I think things are changing rapidly. And because of the pandemic, things are getting accelerated, like telehealth, I think, is really being adopted very heavily. So protecting patients' data, making sure that there there are no security gaps from a HIPAA perspective, I think uh, these are some of the concerns 
that patients and hospitals have. So that's that's something that we are very mindful of and you know, like make sure that all of our platforms and products really meet those requirements. Then the healthcare costs are rising. So you need to have really efficient and cost-effective solutions. So we feel that through this safe being platform, we are able to provide that to the nursing care facilities and also to the family members as well. And also, see, one of the critical things for the adoption of new technology, now let's say in this case, the remote patient monitoring, is to really have a buy-in from the staff, whether it's at the hospitals or at the nursing care facilities. So so there has to be that uh, culture of innovation that the hospitals are adopting. And initially, that wasn't the case, I guess, a couple of years ago. But uh, now that has changing drastically, which is, which is a great sign. Mm-hmm. Then also the other thing that we are seeing uh, is that for the remote patient monitoring, especially in uh, for the use cases that we are currently going after with the senior care folks, is that they need the smart bands to be Wi-Fi enabled. So currently, sort of the bands that we have, they connect through Bluetooth to your phone and then from the phone to the cloud where, where your data is sent and stored and processed. So now we are getting into the space where that product also needs to be Wi-Fi enabled. So that's that's the next set of features and capabilities that, that we are going after. That's really exciting and and sounds like there'd be a yeah, lot of, of needed, you know, opportunity there based on the need, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's fantastic. And, you know, like we have collected a whole lot of data. Yeah, sorry, just just one quick point I would like to make here is mm-hmm. that, uh, you know, like we have done a lot of pilot studies with various hospitals and we have collected data and sort of one of the biggest thing for us was that we needed to make sure that the engagement is high. That is the adoption, the adherence of the smart bands because if the patient isn't wearing the smart band for you know, half a day or something, and then we are not collecting the data. So that, that sort of defeats that purpose. So we did these pilot studies and we found that uh, the adoption rates were greater than 80%. The adherence rates were greater than 90%. So which, which uh, signifies that the smart bands aren't intrusive and we can truly passively collect the data and monitor the health of the patients. It's very fascinating. Very fascinating. And, you know, it's interesting, right, uh, that as the industry is sort of evolving and things are beginning to really take off then and there's more utilization, that we're starting to make quite a few discoveries within this space, particularly around end-user behaviors and their preferences as it pertains to these technologies. Any insights that you'd like to share with those who are listening as to, you know, what to consider when thinking about deploying uh, our RPM program for their organization? Um, Yeah, you know, like initially about uh, three to four years, the adoption of uh, smart bands and uh, smart watches wasn't that high. But I think that has drastically changed. And now we are moving into the space where people are truly looking to look at smartwatches and smart bands to track their fitness. But now, you know, I'm seeing that transition from so looking at these smart bands and smartwatches, not only just from a like fitness and athletic purpose, but moving into the space of uh, truly getting clinical insights. So that's that's uh, one significant shift that we are seeing in the market. And then like in the past couple of years, there have been also changes in terms of reimbursement codes that, that are being generated. So now, for example, the new trend 
in the uh, also the new trend in the insurance industry is that where they give financial incentives for people who meet daily health targets. For example, a company will provide variables to existing policyholders and track whether they have met requirements pertaining to exercise and diet. So for each day that they do, they are given a cash rebate. And apparently it's, it's, it's a trend that's truly catching on. So uh, yeah, these, these are sort of the two or three trends that I'm seeing, which, which I think is going to uh, increase the adoption of uh, you know, RPM in the market. And also there are a lot of big players also coming into the space, you know, like Google Health, Apple, Facebook, all of these players are trying to play in this space in some shape or form, which, which I think is great for the industry. Absolutely. Definitely a lot of players who are coming in. What about stakeholders? Tell us a little bit about some of who you find to really be key in terms of not only engaging with prospective organizations, but in regards to sort of the expansion of this particular approach to you know, prevention and, and management of health. Yeah, but we are definitely seeing some strong tailwinds in the market. As we talked about a couple of minutes ago, the COVID-19 pandemic has really accelerated the adoption of RPM platforms for safety and financial reasons. So, you know, like, let me sort of talk about a couple of things. You know, as and when we did our product market fit analysis, some of the data points that, that we saw was that in 2035, seniors 65 years and older will outnumber children in the U.S. So we can attribute this to uh, uh, you know the life expectancy increasing, which which is great. Uh, and also, we saw that 86% of seniors want to stay in their homes or communities as they age. Then the other factor we saw was that 33% of adults age 65 or older will suffer from a fall each year. So these are sort of some of the factors that really led us to believe that there, there needs to be some sort of a platform that will, you know, enable healthcare workers to not, uh, or, or is there a way that you can provide uh, some sort of a care continuum whereby you can monitor the patient 24 by 7 without truly having the, the staff people really looking uh, after the patients 24 by 7. So is there, is there some sort of you know, like technology that you can bring into play that will enable with that? And also other aspect we saw was that the readmission rates at the hospitals typically are one in four. So that is for high-risk patients like uh, uh, CHF and COPD, uh, you know, like one out of four patients are coming back uh, like within 30 days. And that costs hospitals about $15,000 per patient. So that's, that's a big number. So how is it the hospitals can try and, uh, uh, you know, like counter this? So if you have some sort of a RPM capability whereby you can identify your high-risk patients and if uh, you can provide them, let's say in this case, a smart band and, you know, like monitor them, then you can really reduce that readmission rate. And we have, you know, like we did some analysis with a couple of hospitals and, and we saw that with the use of our smart bands, we can reduce the readmission rates by about 17% or so. So that's, that's, I think, it's a pretty good indicator, sort of the utility of RPM in, uh, like in the health tech space. Absolutely brilliant. And I can't believe that we're nearly out of time. This has been a really fascinating conversation. 
we always like to give folks the opportunity to share perhaps a resource or a tool that they find invaluable that perhaps others have overlooked or um, don't know much about. Would you like to share one with us today, Amit? Yeah, sure. You know, like I don't have uh, one particular tool in mind as such, but I think uh, the critical thing that I think is really important is that uh, how is it that you can keep tabs on what's happening in different industries and identify potential synergies in terms of building your products. Now, for example, uh, you know, healthcare probably has been slow to adopt, you know, technology. So, uh, you know, I came from the high-tech industry, so I have done a lot of work in the AI ML space. I think uh, that that work is being leveraged heavily now in the health care industry as well. So how is it that you can identify those, you know, like potential synergies of what's happening in different industries, you know, like different verticals and, you know, like keeping yourself knowledgeable about those. Uh, So some of the things that come to mind are just listening to various podcasts and webinars in different areas and different verticals and trying to see as to how is it that you could use it in the area that you're working in. And this is this is something that I find very fascinating. Now, for example, for me, the rewarding aspect of my role at Somatics is uh, how is it that we can apply AI ML and improve people's lives and uh, have them lead healthier lives. So going from a hardcore technology to a really an outcome that is very rewarding. So that's, that's something I'm very passionate about. So how is it that you can identify, you know, like once again, I'll go back to the same thing as I said earlier, is how do you identify those those synergies and drive uh, outcomes that improves people's lives? That's wonderful. Well, thank you for sharing that with us. And if folks would like to learn more about your organization or contact you, what would be the best way for them to do that? Yeah, the best way to contact me or find about our organization is going to our website, www.somatics.com. Absolutely. And we thank you so much for your time today. And thank you to our listeners. Thank you. It's great to be here. Thanks for tuning into Reach Radio. This program is made possible by listeners like you. To learn more about Reach and to support this program, visit www.reachtl.org.